In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. I want to introduce you to Pyle Vita, our real Betches Bride for the week, an actual Betches Bride fan who is actively planning their wedding. It's my goal to help guide them through the process with practical tips and expert insights. Pyle, how are you? Hi, Fallon. I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much. Your wedding is like kind of tomorrow. When is, what's your date? Yeah. Um, <laughs> the first the first event starts on March 27th. So we are a little over 30 days out. Okay. And you're excited? Yeah. You're ready? Okay. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous, a little stressed. I'm a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. It'll be a, a lot of everything. So tell us a little bit more yeah. about where you're getting married and how many guests are coming. Oh, yeah. So... We are getting married at the Westin and Rancho Mirage, so very Palm Springs vibe, and okay. we have about 380 people. Wee, spicy. Tell us more about culturally what your guests are expecting for this. What's ha- what's happening there? Yeah, so being that me and my fiance are both the same type of Indian, I think the expectation of like culturally and traditionally what's usually done is very high. Uh, So we, you know, we're doing the whole nine yards. We're doing the big Indian wedding. We start Monday, we go till Saturday. So, you know, everything prior to the actual wedding ceremony is still very like culturally heavy. We'll have like the prayer, we'll have like the turmeric ceremony, like the haldi. Um, and then we'll have kick off with this and So yeah, we're going full traditional and still trying to keep pieces of, you know, our upbringing and our kind of bringing a more modern approach to it where we can. All right. Perfect. Is Palm Springs ready for y'all? I am excited. I hope I hear about this wedding on the news. I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so is everyone coming from someplace other than Palm Springs? Like, is this truly a destination wedding for all of your guests? Okay. Yeah. Um, other than my DJ, everybody is traveling to Palm Springs. <laughs> so the the thought process behind that was, you know, both of us grew up in Southern California. Both of our parents are entrepreneurs. So they have huge circles that we needed it to be somewhat destination to like get people to work a little bit to get there to kind of help my guest count. Or I was pushing like five, 600 and I... Don't think I could afford a five, six hundred person wedding. <laughs> that sounds aggressive. I I dig it. And most people are doing destination weddings to help with that guest list. So that's a considerable cut. Um, did you yeah. have any problems finding a good venue that could still accommodate 380 people? No, I think Palm Springs venues were pretty used to the idea of having larger guest count weddings. Um uh, tradition, you know, we looked at a lot of the boutique hotels and they were the ones that kind of were like, hey, you know, 150 is kind of our cap. Um, and then we also have the added um, the added detail of meeting outside catering. So we also needed to find mm-hmm. a hotel that would be OK with that for multiple days. Yeah. And did you hire a planner before or after you booked your venue? We booked her prior to, um, I had done a lot of, I'm very type A and I'm very like the person that's going to like go down the rabbit hole and research everything. So I had already kind of put together a list of venues and started reaching out prior to her. It was just really helpful for her to kind of be like, okay, I've worked with X, Y, and Z. Like I know, you know, what we can do there and what we can't. So she was a big part of making like our final decision on venue, Hmm. Um, but I had done my initial reach out already. Yeah. All right, perfect. So you guys have landed on this super solid venue. What were some other questions or things that came up during the planning surrounding the venue that you guys had to work through a little bit that other brides might not think about when they're having conversations with their venue? 
Yeah. Uh, so definitely, definitely a big thing for us was have they worked with, you know, traditional South Asian weddings before and kind of understanding like what is expected of having a three-day event. Um, two, you know, another another big thing was that we have a lot of older people and we also have a lot of people that don't drink. Like how does that affect our mm. bar package? Like do we go open bar? Do we go hosted? Um, and we've got a lot of kids. Like I'm the first wedding on my on our side in eight to 10 years. So now all of my older cousins have kids. And so it's no longer a kid-free wedding. <laughs> what are you doing about um, the fact that some people don't drink? What did you guys end up doing for the bar? Yeah, so we, we met halfway. We are doing beer and wine at a couple of the prior events. And then we decided to go full um, full open bar for our reception. So we cut down where we could um, just to accommodate. You know, we didn't want anyone to feel you know, after a religious ceremony that we were like going too far. So we wanted to find something that <laughs> balanced us. Okay, cool. And did they allow you to adjust the count? Just something to, and this is something for those planning. Sometimes you want to have a conversation with your venue to understand who's under 21 that's coming to the wedding. So that way you can adjust your liquor count in comparison to your meal count where you might find a little bit of savings. Were you able to do that pile? Yeah, so we were able to adjust for all the children. Um, we didn't really get to adjust much for you know the ones that don't drink. Um, it's kind of like a yeah. kind of a fuzzy line <laughs> of knowing who is and who doesn't. Uh, but yeah, definitely the kids side. We we worked with them to kind of lower that count a little bit. All right, perfect. So you and your planner, what happens next? You guys have got the venue. You the catering. You're getting to bring in an outside caterer, which is. Awesome, but also its own next set of research and steps. Talk to us about how did you find the right cater specific to your cultural needs? Yeah, so there's a couple of big ones um, that most people use um, in SoCal. And so we kind of had an idea of the vendors we wanted to reach out to. Uh, but I think it really came down to who was willing to work with this, work with us on the menu and have like non-veg and veg but also mm -hmm. kind of bring in a creative aspect of like, we don't want just, you know, chicken tikka masala and butter chicken and garlic naan. Like I want <laughs> something a little bit more, like give me, mm -hmm. you know, so he's doing, he's doing like paneer tacos and oh. um, like fried raviolis and, you know, so like very, very fusion-y type, type okay. items. And I think that's really what, what, why we decided to go with him. And he's, and he's such a great person to work with. He's very, he's very consultative and he's also like not afraid to give you his two cents. So, which we really appreciate it. <laughs> so is your venue, does it already have in-house catering and they're allowing you to bring in this specific outside caterer? Or did you find a venue that's kind of more of a raw space that you're bringing in every vendor? Uh, so they, they do have in-house catering. So we are bringing at, bringing in an outside caterer, um, Good thing is, is that he recently did a wedding there. So it wasn't an oh. issue when we brought him up. They were like, hey, we know him. We love him. Um, we have Perfect. no issue. Um, but I think, you know, the thing that most like I didn't realize prior to wedding planning is even if you're bringing in an outside caterer, an outside catering fee is a lot. And yep, it's and, you, and you're not doing and having multiple events like now I'm now I'm outside catering fee on outside catering fee. So, yep, that's really something that I wasn't prepared for. That's a good point. Um, I've even seen where the like if you're doing it at a hotel, they will still have their own food and beverage minimum that you'll have to meet, even if you're bringing in an outside caterer. Yeah. And they will still manage the bar as well, the hotel. They'll take care of the bar mm -hmm. and they'll manage all the staff. So that way they're managing front of house and they're able to kind of manage the flow, which I don't mind because that way sometimes you're you're bringing in a caterer who might not have as much experience with kind of like a five star dining experience. Right. So. Working sure. with a hotel like that there – and also something to consider, sometimes the hotel is making you uh, build a separate kitchen, especially if you're going to have kosher. So something to think about where it's like you're saying the fees were kind of piling up on you. Something to consider is when you're bringing in that outside caterer, ask your venue all of the other expenses that you're not considering because sometimes you actually have to build a whole new kitchen for them that is in code to what they need right. so that you're not impacting the other kitchen that's probably doing your cocktail hour food. 
Exactly. And, you know, having knowing if you're a caterer can use the kitchen, when they'll get access to the kitchen and what's mm. provided by the venue. Those are all like that's kind of where we are right now. Those are the big questions that I'm tackling with my venue and equipment list and Woo. making sure that everything's good. Um, yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> I, it's But it sounds like you and your planner are really on it and you're ahead of the game. We did a, a Indian wedding like back to, like right after COVID and they would not allow – it was Indian wedding. They would not allow an outside caterer, but we were adamant that they mm -hmm. wanted Indian food. So we hired an Indian chef to teach the chef at the hotel how to cook the food. So we were shipping ingredients. We were making shopping lists. So we really <laughs> did our best. But the fact that you're allowed to bring an outside caterer is like chef's kiss. I'm happy for you. And it's going to be yeah. a beautiful day. So, <laughs> so. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code brides20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code brides20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You got some floral questions on your mind. What are you trying I to do. do with your event space? Talk to me about design. Yeah. So like I mentioned, we have multiple days. So florals, you know, we want to make sure that we're incorporating florals where we can, but also being a little bit DIY-y where we can too. Mm. Um, so for our reception, we have a pretty large space. It's a very tall space. And I want to find ways to add dimension into that room without without breaking my budget, honestly. Yeah. And so right now, you know, I'm on a I'm kind of going through different options of like smaller centerpieces to medium size and having a couple large ones, but I still feel like it's not enough. So like, how do I how do I know like how much dimension I need to add and how much height into like different centerpiece sizes? I think that's really where where I'm stuck. Okay. And I was actually just answering this question for someone else, like, especially when you're on a budget, how do you prioritize what's the most important? And sometimes it, it is like try, trying to add dimension, but I always went back to lighting is definitely going to be your friend. So that's the best way to kind of create shadow. It's the way to draw attention to a certain space in the room. So my first thing is like, if you're going to spend money on something, flowers are great, but you can really enhance a simple mm -hmm. arrangement by adding light to it. So, of course, you can create them okay. in different sizes and everything like that. But I think working with your venue to identify, am I dimming the room? Am I making the room feel like darker in the surrounding areas and bringing highlights into like maybe you're highlighting the bar. Maybe you're highlighting like your band or your dance floor. And then maybe you're focusing the money like getting a really – well, let's talk about this. Are you thinking of hanging arrangements or 
are you hanging chandeliers or what are your thoughts on hanging things from the ceiling since you do have so much height? I think we're going to move away from like the traditional like rigging and like um, and like the florals over the dance floor. I think that's something that we decided early on that wasn't a priority for us. Um, So we kind of went the route of using maybe like crystals or like fringe instead um, Mm. in the rigging points that the hotel already had set up. Um, So we're now not having to do additional rigging of our own. We're kind of using what's already available to us. Um, So we have those. Um, And then we were presented with the idea of floral chandeliers over some of our smaller tables. But I don't know if anyone's looked at floral chandeliers prior to wedding planning. (laughs) I was shocked. I was like, how much is each floral chandelier? Excuse me. Like, (laughs) so, you know, they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong. But. Is that my only option? Ah, well, are you cra- like when you saw the floral chandelier? Did you even like it? No, don't get me wrong; they're beautiful. They're yeah, it's like this but it's the four price. foot in radius. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly the price. <laughs> I like the hanging fringe. I will say, and I'm I'm seeing it in my mind, so you'll have to bear with me as I'm like, I like the fringe. I think it's cool. If I were to add something to this room, maybe it's not a a floral chandelier, I would add lamp, like hanging like lamps or hanging floor, not floral centerpieces, but more lighting so that it looks kind of like a hotel. But that would be my design aesthetic of a space this large. And it's 380 people. So you've got a lot of space to cover. So it's like, maybe you're do maybe you're offsetting with maybe not every lantern is there in every room and not every floral orb is there in every room. Maybe you're mixing and matching certain pieces. And the best way to help identify how to spend this money, write down every single piece that you could rent and how many it costs per one. I would create a floor. Well, and this is something your your um, planner can help you with. Open up a floor plan and then start dropping in things where you think you want them. Like you definitely want to. So when a guest walks into a room, what do they say? They're everything. They're either going to go all the way up. They're going to go eye level. They're going to go across the room and they're going to go where that light is. So play with your lighting. Is is lighting included in your venue? It is not. So I have a different lighting vendor as well. So he's doing all of our um, moving lights. We are also doing an LED screen because we'll have a same day edit. Um, So we did need somewhere to play that. So we... We didn't, ha- and then we have up lights provided by our DJ. So yeah, we do have a lot of external lighting being brought in. Mm. I don't think. I think to me, I would do lights that are from the ceiling coming down, as opposed to up lights. As far mm-hmm. as a budget goes, I don't think up lights are really that much necessary, unless you're trying to uplight a column or you're uplighting a pipe and drape to kind of create an entrance. Other than that, they just fall to the side. So I would say get light that's coming from the ceiling okay. down, so that way you can cast shadow. And that's how you can get people to focus specifically on one element of the space. Like I love, especially with a room this big, like if you're trying to make dance floor center awesome, but maybe you've got two bars in the opposite sides of the rooms that are really well lit and have really dramatic backdrops. So maybe they have really high bookshelves that are filled with candles and flowers and other accoutrement. Um, Maybe you have, are you having a band or a DJ? DJ. DJ. Are you putting him on a stage? Yes, he will be on the stage. So we we decided that he the LED screen and our DJ will be our stage setup. And then okay. Raj and I, my fiance and I will be at the very top of the dance floor, kind of looking onto the dance floor versus us being on stage looking at the guest. So will the DJ and the LED be behind you, technically? And no, technically it'll be in front of me. Okay, cool. Okay, so you so guys we will have be looking focus. at the stage. Copy. All right. Oh, I like that. All right. Cool, cool, cool. And the dance floor is right in front of you. Is there something hanging over top of your moment? We were not thinking of putting anything above us. Um, Okay. I really, I I guess I went back and forth because the only time him and I are going to be at that designated spot is for our performances, speeches, and while we eat. Do we get time to eat? (laughs) <laughs> you, do, you you need to make some time to eat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you do need to eat. All right. I guess my only concern with you, with you looking onto a stage is that you are, 
then you're making the hero the DJ, kind of. Yeah. And I know in your culture, sometimes I do like to see you guys on a stage because it is you guys generally create such a prominent backdrop. Um, but you, you, I guess, work with your planner on what – but adding some more height to you guys I think would be – would help okay. balance it out a little bit with like a plat- like a smaller like platform like maybe not something too tall but maybe like a small little riser or something uh, yeah just a little step up because are you sitting on like a couch okay. or are you sitting on like a, just a sweetheart table we're gonna have a little sweetheart table okay cool yeah I would elevate that just a hair just because it is such a big space you don't want to get lost in the sea of it fair enough but again work with a great floor plan and also, if, you, if you're having some issues, there are tons of, like, softwares that you can plug in things and you can see exactly how it is to scale. There's a platform called Mary that I use for my floor plans and you can see three things in 3D. And they have great upgraded mm-hmm. rentals. Like, they have all the stuff you need so you can actually put in lighting. You can put in your floral chandeliers and see how they play to scale. And generally, you'll just contact your venue. They're probably already on there and their venue's already built into the system. So that way you can see how it all is before you make a decision um, and spend some money on something that you don't even know what it's going to look like. Yeah. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's also a difficult part. It's like, you know, this is my first time planning a wedding. And I'm like, I think that'll look nice. Like, I think this will go. So I think having something to actually see it is so much more helpful. Agreed. And also with your lighting people, talk to them about, I always say, share images of what it looks like with uplighting and pin spots. Think about time of day. Like, are there any windows in the space? Like, are things going to be backlit at all? Or is mm-hmm. everything kind of like in a room that's truly dark? Because then you can play a whole lot with setting a mood really easily. But work with your lighting people to show images of what uplighting looks like, what a room wash looks like, what down lights look like. Mm-hmm. So that way you really understand exactly what the mood and the vibe is that you're going for. Um but flowers should be the last thing you're thinking of like trying to bring into fill space. It's going to be too expensive for okay. you to try to do that. So I was like, use lighting will allow you again, create that shadow. So you're just making someplace dark that you don't want people to even think about. Okay, cool. That actually makes me feel a lot better. Cause I really thought like florals were my only option here. And I was like, that's my whole decor budget guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get saucy. You can also add in like uh, partitions, like, like those kind of walls if you want to just divide spaces up or just to add breaks into things. So there's tons of decorative ways and elements that you can rent that you don't have to feel like you're forced to get a whole bunch of flowers and fill the space. So you're onward and upward. Um, Trust your gut. Okay. All right. Get there. I'm excited (laughs) to say this. Um, All right. So one more question you had was about welcome bags. So everyone's hitting the town to Palm Springs. What are you thinking about putting in your welcome bag right now? Yeah, so, so far I've got a little hangover kit. So some Advil, liquid IV, um, some sunblock, <laughs> you know, if you're coming out to Palm Springs, you need it. Um, yeah. We're doing some Indian tea packets. We're doing some Indian okay. snacks. Um, something sweet, haven't decided yet. Um, some water bottles and a bag of chips. That's kind of where I landed. Um, but okay. I don't know what's too much and what's – not enough. Um, I'm always a quantity quality over quantity. So don't overdo it because as someone who loves to lean into sustainability, for a destination like this, sometimes I lean into kind of the amenities that they already have. So if there are things that are, they already put in the rooms, I ask them if we could okay. pair up together. <laughs> so if they already like when your guests check in, if they already leave like a little thing of chocolates or a little thing of nuts, or they already have bottled water in the room in a sustainable effort, work with them to say, are these elements that we could just use to put in our welcome bags as a group effort to welcome our guests, if that's a concept. Um, also think about something that I guess something even I love the Indian elements because that's of course obvious to your to where you are. But just think that sometimes mm-hmm. when people are going to a destination, they might not be able to actually experience the destination just due to work. They might have to just fly in and fly right back out. So if they didn't right. get to experience Palm Springs, what's one thing that you're like, this has to be in their bag because they would miss it, like a local honey or a great – I know Ooh. people are non-drinkers, but something like that's true to 
them. Like for a place like Palm Springs, you could even give like, or also think about the things that they, if they're having a carry on, like what won't TSA take from them? (laughs) But if there's something really specific to Palm Springs that you're like, this would be an awesome ad. I think that's, and even if you just do one thing with a note that says, thank you for coming, I think you would even be fine. What are your thoughts? Okay. I love that. I do really like, I didn't think about that at all. I didn't even cross my mind to do something kind of Palm Springs vibey. So I, so I love that. I also on the topic of like giving our guests time to like enjoy the space. I, a battle I fought really hard for was separating our wedding ceremony day and our reception day. Cause if I'm having all these people fly to Palm Springs for me, like Give them a day to enjoy, go play golf, go to the pool, go to the outlet malls, go do, you know, go, go enjoy the sun. Cause most of them are coming from the East coast and it's, I just got back and it's cold over there. <laughs> yes. Oh, so I was just actually texting with a bride this morning and Susanna shout out. She was like, I think a really cool topic would be Friday weddings. And I was like, really? So it's funny that you say that because a lot of our destinations yeah. We've been doing Friday weddings so that everyone can have fun on the Saturday and Sunday at the destination. And then they're usually flying out like Sunday night or Monday morning. So yes, hindsight. But right now, what's your schedule? Like you're doing what on what day? Everyone gets in on? Uh, So most people will get in Friday morning. Um, Some people are coming in Thursday. But the wedding, the Barat will start like four o'clock-ish. Um, so it'll be like a sunset ceremony into dinner. Um, and then Saturday will be like 6.30 p.m.-ish will be like cocktail hour into like full reception. Yeah. And also Friday weddings are a little bit cheaper. But you're in and out, girl. Just enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> this is beautiful. I really like this. So since that was a hindsight moment, you wish you would have kind of picked another day. You also mentioned a little bit about having some chefs in the kitchen and mm. talk to me a little bit more about that. Cause I think we might have an expert to, to help you out. Okay. Um, so Indian <laughs> weddings are definitely not just a, a me and Raj type of a thing. It's like me, Raj, his mom, my mom, our dad, <laughs> my siblings, his siblings. Like we have so many cooks in the kitchen and it's like the first wedding. I get it. Everyone is excited but everyone has their own vision of what they thought this day would be. And I'm like, okay, but what about me? <laughs> mm. All right. Let's, let's get an expert on to help answer that question. Cause I have a feeling we have some, some pointers and I think there are going to be a lot of listeners out there who are feeling exactly the same way as you. So hang tight. Let's get our expert on. And now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. Today, I've asked our wedding planner friend, Snay Dewan, the founder of Dewan by Design, to join us. Clap it up. Hey, Snay, how are you? <laughs> Yay. Woohoo. Hello, hello. How are you guys? Happy to be here. <laughs> so, Pyle has a little, she doesn't have any problems on her hands. She's, she's cool, but she says, <laughs> I think. She's running into an issue that I think a lot of our listeners have have had or are in right now. So how do you kind of make sure that all the voices surrounding the planning of your wedding don't kind of impact your decisions? Yeah. You know, I think one of the things that you mentioned, you have a wedding planner, and I think that's your biggest asset is to lean into your planner when you have too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, one of the things that they're there there for is to help you mediate, right? Like everyone will have an opinion. Everyone will kind of tell you what they think is best, but your planner that is putting this together from beginning to end has a bigger picture of the entire scope of your event. So they understand maybe there might be something that could affect the timeline, or maybe that's something that's not going to be a positive reflection of like your photo and video. And so if you discuss these ideas or these opinions, you know, with your planner, then it might be something that you guys can help find a solution. Um, you know, advice is uh, always going to be given regardless of if you want it or not from right. family and friends. 
Um, and I think it's okay to, you know, talk to them and entertain it. And I think it's important to listen to what they have to say. I don't think there's anything bad. Um, but just don't let that, don't let your emotions run in making the decision. You know, I think like take a day, sit back, kind of lean into your fiance and just discuss maybe how you both feel about it. But ultimately mm -hmm. maybe have a bigger discussion with your planner to see like, what is the best solution? Is this going to affect my day negatively? Is this a positive thing to do? And maybe sometimes the advice that people give isn't so bad. It might help you look at something in a different perspective. So come with an open mind. Don't take anything negatively, but also at the end of the day, try to, you know, try to ask your planner to, to give you some advice on what to do and what is the best solution. I think that's really good advice. I, was like, <laughs> I, I think like with the overwhelming amount of yeah. things left to do, plus everyone else wanting to kind of give their two cents, yes. emotions run high yes. a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Across the board. I don't think, you know, just, just talking about me, but like when it comes to like going, having that conversation or my mom calling and be like, oh, we should do things this way. And this it's like, way, yeah. Okay, but what if we do it <laughs> this way and this way? You know, and it's like, yeah. think like those conversations quickly, like, like you said, you take a beat, take it in and take then revisit in. them. Exactly. I think I need to listen to that a little more often. <laughs> <laughs> it's much, it is definitely much easier said than done. I know that even sometimes when we are approached with a, you know, a challenge that we have to figure out, I want to run in with emotion. But I know at the end of the day, it's almost like, let's figure this out. What is, you know, write it down if that's easier. You know what I mean? Just take a moment to think about it first, truly, even if it means to sleep yeah. on it, wake up, and then try to approach it. Because there are going to be so many factors that make that have a domino effect depending on whatever decision you cho you choose and proceed yeah. with, especially for your wedding day. Because with the South Asian wedding, there's so many moving parts. It's so many days. You have a large crowd. So we want to ensure that everything that you are doing is going to positively um, impact your event. Yeah. And so um, sometimes that's how you have to say it. And so even if it is mom or dad or siblings, you know, kind of, and if they, if they're hesitant or defending it, explain it to them as to why you got to this solution, right? Like, hey, this is going to increase our cost or this is something that might not be useful to some of our guests, you know, and then that understanding might help because as you mentioned, it has been a couple of years since the last wedding has happened. Obviously mm -hmm. things have shifted, things have changed. Um, we're a little bit more aware now, just given that we've gone through COVID and we've been able to figure things out. Um, mm -hmm. That's kind of been the biggest, you know what I mean? Learning curve for all of us. Sure. And so I think that, you know, that's why your planner is your biggest asset to kind of lean into, lean into them and, and figure out what is the best way to approach it. So I have a question about kind of creating boundaries, like, and also sure. understanding culturally, like sometimes the word boundaries you know, with, with cultural events is like, yo, my mom is going to say what she wants to yeah. say regardless. Like she's not going to respect <laughs> my boundary, but <laughs> for sure, for but, sure. <laughs> but we can at least try, but for others listening in, what kind of boundaries do you yeah. think could be, especially if your parents are paying for the event? Like what are some ways yeah. in which you can mm -hmm. kind of assign certain tasks to them or give them ownership of certain exactly. things? What are your suggestions there? I think, um, you know, in our experience, what we have seen is that when you give someone that um, responsibility, it's almost like then they feel a little bit more included. At the end of the day, I think family really just wants to feel, take money out of it. Like they just really want to feel that they are contributing to such a memorable and important day in your life, right? And sometimes because it's very emotionally driven, you know, people are sensitive. And so I think, you know, just giving them that opportunity to be like, hey, you know what, let's, why don't you help me set up a rehearsal dinner? Or why don't you help me put the welcome bags together? Or something that could be a moment for you guys to share, but also allowing them to own something that Feel isn't like going to control. Exactly. Yeah. So there, so then, you know, you could say, all right, I've given you the opportunity to run X, Y, and Z. These are, this is the stuff that I, you know, these are things I want to have just to give us that balance that we're all being able to have, you know, a little bit of everything. Yeah. But it's also something that if the welcome bags don't turn out exactly as you'd like, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Like, sure. It's, all right, guys. it's okay. It's okay. 
Listen, <laughs> people complain, people complain. Why are there so many water bottles? But let me tell you, Sunday morning, they are looking for, for sure. that water bottle. All the water, okay. yes. All the water that they can find. <laughs> so don't be shy. Don't worry about it. I love that. So I guess it's – another question was like what – Yeah. How do you really uh, – and like pile – and maybe you've already answered this a little bit thoroughly, but what were some things that you really wanted that your parents – like where is there a specific thing guess, that yeah. there was a little bit of a struggle that you had to work through during this planning process? <laughs> <laughs> a couple of things. She's like, well, well, you know, start? Um, I think <laughs> the biggest thing for, for me and for my fiancé was how – like we – are not very traditional. Like, yes, we are kind of traditional, like we keep up, but like, we're not really that traditional. And I think a lot of, you know, what the Hindu ceremony and things portray and what they have in there is yeah. not really relevant to who we are now and the lifestyles sure. we live. Like, I'm not going away. You know, there's like yeah. a whole part where like they give the bride away. They give the bride like, away. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm like, instead of doing something like that, like why couldn't we celebrate like the two of us coming together instead of it being like, okay, I'm sent, I'm giving my daughter away, you know? So I think yeah. like those conversations have been a little testy. And I think the response that I'm usually met with is that's just the way we do it or that's just the way it's done. And so like mm. having having that conversation and kind of being able to be like, I, you know, like we're not trying to negate that or cut that out, but we're trying to find other alternatives that are now important to us, but also are, include the things that are important to you guys. Yeah. So I think like, I think those are, that's, that's a big one for us is kind of figuring out what that balance is of traditional and modern. Mm. And then also like decor wise, right? Like when you think of a Sangeet, you think very traditional, very colorful, you know, very, very kind of yes. tradition, big yeah. traditional vibe. Very bold, yeah. <laughs> Umbrellas everywhere. No, I'm kidding. Yes, and I'm like, I, I would like something a little bit more boho-y. Like, I want something yeah. that does. I was like, my vibe is Havana chic. That's what I want yeah. our sneaks to be. And they're just like, wait, wait. So we're not doing a bangle cart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like little. <laughs> <laughs> but I see, like, that's where I'm like, okay, let's find that compromise, right? Like, yeah. not to – I know compromise sometimes could be taken negatively, but it's like, all right, well, what if we put those bangles in the welcome bag? You know what, mom? If you want to do the – instead of making it a bangle cart, let's still include it and give it to everybody as, like, a favor. Like, I think there's ways that you can kind of tweak it. But I also understand, like, the tradition of it where it's, like, for them, it's, like, song and dance and the the oranges and the hot pinks and the blues. And I totally, totally get it. Maybe there's, like, a, you know, maybe we can – the balance would be, like, hey, we can have, like, a, you know, Bonnie station or something that's, like, very traditional. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, like, put it into that. And it could be that – that could be their way to kind of bring in that tradition. You know what I mean? But the decor might not be as bright and bold, right? So I think – you know, understanding that, and I, again, I get it. And also going back to your ceremony, I also want to say that I there are uh, priests or pundits available that are open to kind of incorporating what you and your fiance want. Um, yeah. I think the biggest thing is that they've never really been asked those questions. So mm-hmm. I feel like it's not usually openly spoken about. So in our experience, and I would just say, what's the worst that could happen, right? Like reach out to a few pundits and just say, hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. Is there a way to make it something like this, but still keep maybe some important traditions, let's say that are for mom and dad with it, like walking around the fire or the garland exchange or the, you know, the um, mango sutra, like you could probably still keep some of the really sweet moments that are still part of right. that ceremony. But then the ones of go- you being handed away or going yeah. away, like <laughs> doesn't need to, maybe it's a way of him like rephrasing it, like joining of two families or bringing you right. guys together. So I think it's, yes, you will maybe re- meet some resistance if it's like a much older, maybe more traditional priest. There are ones that are very black and white, but I also know that there are priests that are very open to wanting to bring a combination of what, really is a version of you both together. Okay. I love that.
sounds like it's really important if you're trying to have kind of a culturally traditional meets modern wedding, finding the right vendor partners is going to be paramount to bringing that modern perspective to it. Um, Pyle, did you find that your wedding planner was just kind of got your vision and understood that you wanted to add some modern takes to a cultural moment or what do you, what were your thoughts there? So I, I interviewed like 30 wedding planners. Like I'm very, <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm right. sorry to tell two wedding planners that right now, but I am, right. I am like, I'm sorry. Okay. 30 is a little exaggeration. It was more like 12. Like 25. But, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. I was like, come like, now. All right. But my thing was, is that if like I was already like we had an engagement party prior to starting wedding planning and like just kind of going through that kind of showed me like, you know, what I was looking for in a wedding planner was not what my parents were looking for in a wedding planner. Mm, for sure. And I, Absolutely. And I narrowed down my list to to like to two. I had two that I was like, OK, these are like my top two. And one was an, a full not South Asian team. And then the other one was a Persian wedding um, wedding planner Portland. that also had yeah. done South Asian weddings. But ideally, like we didn't we didn't end up going with either of those because having someone that could talk to my parents and get them to like yeah. understand like if this yeah. is not important, like be able to tell them like, hey, we don't need to focus on this right now and be able to have them receive that and accept it. Yes. Mm. Yes. Versus having somebody that I got along with and I was like, oh, they understand what I want. So I had to like make that decision like, hey, this uh, the wedding planner that we went with, her work is beautiful. Yes. It's beautiful. But it's also like she can go into a room and with both sets of parents and they're, you know, if I were to be like, oh, let's not focus on that. That's not that important. They'd be like, wow, you're just not listening to any, any of our <laughs> suggestions. But she goes in there and she's like, we don't need to worry about that right now. And it's like dead. Nobody Done. brought that exactly. conversation up. Exactly. And so exactly. that was really kind of the big yeah. decision that me and Raj had to make. It's like, do we go with, you know, the team that gets us, gets our vision and, you know, that we feel like, you know, they were a much younger team and they like really, they were great to, to, to talk to and when we got to know them. But ultimately, like having having that battle between my parents wasn't worth it. And I was like. I'd rather go with someone that like they're going to feel like, okay, this person is the right person for this. So yeah. that's kind of how I ended up with my plan, how I decided to go with my planner. Sorry to give you both a little heart attack. No, that was, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely not. It's almost like I was even going to ask you because I was like, did you lean into the one that was the best like mediator between families? Because I feel like that yeah. is also going to take a lot of anxiety and stress off your plate at the end of the day, you know, especially yeah. when it comes to the actual day of your wedding. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So pro tip, if you have a lot of chefs in the kitchen, find a planner that is part-time referee, therapist, yep. Yep. and <laughs> yep. gets your vision but has a stern little stamp. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. Great decision. That's, a, that's something a lot of people don't think about. They're like, let me find someone that's only in my corner, but that's yeah. only adding to potential chaos. Like – yeah. Exactly. You got to find someone. Because your, parents, cause your parents are like, his parents are not going to go and like mm -hmm. be all annoyed with your planner. That eventually comes back to us like, oh, why isn't it happening this way? Or I don't like Correct. this. Like the only mm -hmm. person that's going to hear it is, is us. You. Yeah, you guys. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's always important to have that like open relationship. Your BFF, your third wheel. I always call myself yeah. the third wheel because it's like I need <laughs> to know – so we are able to help guide you best, you know, but did a good job. Good job. Pal, we <laughs> like your planner. We don't even know We do. That we well. do. <laughs> I know. We do. <laughs> so, so there was another question, Pal, that you had, and I think it's something extremely important to those who are planning a wedding, especially with this many people in the room. How mm -hmm. do you find time for you and your fiance mm -hmm. to really have at least a hot second to say hi to each other? Yeah. yeah, the space of, of this bounty. Talk, talk to us today. What we got? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I just feel like if you and your fiance are able to like really, truly as, as simple as it sounds, but kind of almost like put it on the calendar, like maybe have your wedding planner put it on the timeline or agenda. I'm talking moments like 
you guys are getting coffee in the morning together. Maybe it's like at the end of the night, you guys are having a nightcap if that's your thing. Or again, it's like so simple. It doesn't have to be super complicated because there's going to be so much noise. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean like you have a lot of friends and family, photos, people in your face. There's going to be a lot of questions. Everyone's going to want to hug you, take a photo with you that you're going to want to like step away. So I would say find those moments and pockets where like really no one can bother you, right? So when you're going to go have breakfast or maybe you guys are getting a cup of coffee or at the end of the night when it's just like you two and you can unwind and have a, you know, glass of champagne or something, you know, something that you both enjoy, whatever that could be. And another thing is like have have your planner and we ask our couples this all the time. If she can find ways or pockets within your timeline to set aside for you both. Maybe it's right after the ceremony. If you guys can have 15 minutes to yourself, maybe it's to go back to your room. Maybe it's during your reception. She pulls you aside and you guys have a moment. And again, it's really no more than 15, 20 minutes to just be together. Mm -hmm. But talk to your planner about putting it into the timeline because it will be important that day. Um, Just so you also remind yourself that you want to do it, but also to give you both a moment to take it in, right? Like, All of your friends. And that was one of the best advice someone gave me was like, take five minutes of just stepping out of whatever you're in, whatever room you're in, and just take it all in. It could be during dinner. It could be during dancing. And just remember the fact that everyone came together for you, right? For you both. Mm -hmm. And like, you will never have that moment like that again. And so that's why I put it into your timeline, as simple as it sounds. It's so nice to have that when it does happen. Yeah, because yeah, there's so many things. Like you said, there's so many yes. things happening that so day. So many things. And so like, many. It, it'll go so fast. Like So fast. I always, like something I have to like constantly, constantly remind myself is that 24 hours is still 24 hours. Like it's still yeah. going to go like mm-hmm. any other weekend would go. So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There's never enough hours in the day in my opinion, but still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the timing of an event too, like the actual time that you're participating in an event yeah. is such a smaller amount of time than that. So yeah. it's when you're thinking 24 hours, you're actually really partying from yeah. like eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So exactly. it's a really bizarre like, thing. Which like six hours bio, you're going to be in like hair and makeup. Just kidding. Yep. But kind of not. <laughs> just not kidding. kidding. Not kidding. Not, not kidding. kidding. Um. Not kidding. But I know. Really. That's, that's exactly what Helen and I were talking about. Of like, um, I split my days between my wedding and my reception. Because I was yes. like the only person that's going to be up at two in the morning getting ready. You. Is you. Me. <laughs> is you. <laughs> All you. Yep. Exactly. Yep. All you. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> so I love also scheduling in the time. So for those yeah. listening, definitely mark out some time. I even say if you like to do yoga or work out or do something in the morning. Yes. Understand what that hair and makeup schedule really looks like so that way you understand exactly yeah. if you have some time to be quiet just to For yourself. Sure. Um, and mm-hmm. then I say I love scheduling it throughout the day just to have a pocket to say like, I love yeah. you. I want to see you. Like, let's just be in this exactly. moment. But also throughout exactly. the rest of that weekend, understand exactly when you guys will have just a moment together throughout the weekend as well. Like arrive 100%. to Palm Springs significantly earlier than the rest of the humans. <laughs> yeah. And that way yeah. you can enjoy it. Yeah. You can just have a, a break. <laughs> yeah. 100%. I love this. Um, Pyle, do you have any other questions or thoughts or ideas? Well, we are – because we have two separate days, I was thinking maybe Friday after the ceremony to have like an unofficial-ish after party. Um. Just because it's Friday night, everyone's just got there, everyone's hyped. Um, But how much, if it's like something that we're doing kind of unofficially and, you know, I'm trying to also be budget conscious without having, you know, you know, spending like an open bar through the venue um, or going food through the venue, Mm. is there certain things that like I can plan for ahead of time? Like, you know, bringing where we have they've given us a ballroom so kind of using that space should I bring some games should we go karaoke how like do we need activities or is everyone gonna be fine with just a bunch of tables and some music and drinks ah <laughs> uh, I'd be fine Fallon with the do you have a, do you, I, I would totally be fine 
I'll exactly. be fine. <laughs> if you have a funky beat, I will. I'm good. Like and a great atmosphere. It's Palm Springs. You can even yeah. put me okay. by the pool. I will pay for my own stuff. But just give me the setting, and I will make exactly. it happen. <laughs> I don't exactly. think you need to focus on I'm over entertaining. Yeah. No. And also, at the end of the day, like they are all there, right? Like they're gonna want to just be around you that the the company is the number one thing that's going to lead into this after party right so not what you're paying what you're spending what you're putting it's like really the company so and that will naturally kind of create its own ambiance right so if it is in a bar or if you guys are by the pool or in the ballroom like I think it will friends will always chip in like oh I got like a speaker oh wait let's put on this playlist oh I have this and then let's go get and it like turns into a thing you know and I think it will happen Mm-hmm. Okay. I love that. Exactly. So don't overthink Pass the ox cord. Like don't overthink it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Pack some extra chargers, a speaker, yep. and you're good. Yeah. You're good. Okay. You're good. Especially <laughs> in Palm Springs. Like you're saying, yeah. a lot of people are coming from the East Coast. Like they just want to yeah. be outside. It's their first time. Yeah. They just exactly. want yeah, to be. We outside. Yeah, for so sure. we're going to be outside. Yes. That's it. yes. And, and also thinking of from a host perspective, if you're like, if you really want to think about the beverages or foods. Mm-hmm. Keep it simple. You can order pizzas and people would be fine. Yeah, so exactly. If, like, exactly. Get a number in your mind. Exactly. But maybe ask them other people like, hey, we're trying to do a little something simple. Everyone either get a bottle from the on the way from the airport. Let's order some drizzlies. Exactly. Like everyone Pick do your up. thing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Exactly. And I, I agree. think I feel like most most folks will anyways, you know, yeah. will. Exactly. There's always something. Yeah. <laughs> it's always moving around. Don't you worry. Don't you yeah. worry. There's there will always be one designated person who's like, I got this. Let me yeah, don't worry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got this. And it would probably be Snake or I. Like if we were on the if we were on this trip, we'd be like, Yeah, yeah, that girl. <laughs> I know. Well, you want to call? Don't worry, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. I got it. I we got roll you. Through. We so. pull up. <laughs> I mean, I can I see it. You guys just walking in like bottle service ready, like into the this after party, just like not even a question. All. Here we go. Here we we create our own hype. That's what it's about, yeah. right? Like create your own hype and everyone will join in. It's all about yep. that. Your guests will do what you do. So if your hype is hell, yes. like they will follow suit. They so will all you be gotta too. do is bring the hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the best wedding advice I've gotten. Yes, bring exactly. It was like just have fun. Don't take don't take it too seriously in a positive way. Yes, it's a big yes. moment, but it's such a fun moment. You'll have a great time. I love this. Yeah. (laughs) That's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Snay, where can folks find you on social? My handle is Dewan by Design. D-I-W-A-N-B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N. I love your work. It's absolutely spectacular. It's beautiful. Thanks. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. Ditto, ditto. <laughs> Pal, where can we follow along to this? I mean, Snay and I will be in Palm Springs there with you, but where yeah. can we oh, follow for sure. along? Yes. <laughs> yes. On your wedding. <laughs> you can follow me. Um, it's just my first and last name, Pyle Vita, P-A-Y-A-L-V-I-T-H-A. Um, and trust me, there'll be plenty of wedding content. We yes. are we're yes. excited. We're Ooh, I've already, I've already got multiple albums of uh, wedding info hey. for people, so we're we're it's ready. Gonna be fun. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Congratulations! Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Congrats. Well, you guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening, and till death do us part. Betches.